48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top stories. Three mainland astronauts return to Earth after six months aboard China's space station. The health secretary warns that COVID cases are likely to rebound after social distancing measures are relaxed next week. And a pediatrics professor expresses similar concerns over the return of students to schools on Tuesday. Three mainland astronauts have landed in Inner Mongolia after 183 days in space, ending Beijing's longest crewed space mission to date. Francis Sitt reports. The trail originally blasted off in the Shenzhou 13 from the Gobi Desert in the northwest last October. They're the second of four crewed mission during 2021 to 2022 sent to complete the construction of the country's first permanent space station, Tiangong, by the end of the year. Astronauts Jai Ji Gang, Ye Guangfu, and Wang Yaping, a female crew member, landed nine hours after leaving a key module of the space station. The trio said they're feeling well upon landing on Earth. Health Secretary Sophia Chan has expressed concern that infections may rebound after social distancing measures are relaxed from next Thursday. From the 21st, evening dine-ins will return and gyms and cinemas will reopen. Speaking on morning radio shows, Professor Chan said the number of people out and about is already increasing because of the Easter weekend holiday. She says officials will monitor the situation. We do not have a hard number of confirmed cases as to whether we would retract the social distancing measures. But I think we need to monitor a basket of factors, including the overall epidemic trend. We have built up a lot of capacity in terms of our designated hospital, our isolation facilities, the community isolation facilities. So we are confident that if we have a rebound, we are able to cope with the situation. A clinical associate professor of pediatrics says there's a reasonably high chance that COVID outbreaks will emerge in schools when in-person classes resume on Tuesday. Speaking after a radio show, Patrick Ip from the University of Hong Kong said evidence already shows the highly transmissible Omicron variant can spread through the air within a small space, such as a classroom. He urged parents to get their children vaccinated before schools reopen. Even we have a lot of good precautions, I don't think we can totally avoid the transmission of Omicron virus after the school reopening. So after school reopening, the chances of getting the infection within school environment or even having school outbreak would be reasonably high. So that's why we need to try our best to build up a safe environment to ensure every kid returning to the school would be in the optimal situation to resume their schooling and resume their learning. Dr. Ip also says he doesn't think there's a need for children to get a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine down the line. The fourth dose vaccination, the aim is to boost up the immune response to cover those particular weak immune system subjects. So that's why the current recommendation is to offer fourth dose vaccination to all those older than 60 years old because their immune response to vaccine previously is much weaker. Up to the present moment, I don't think there's any need to have fourth dose for our children because of their optimal and very good immune response to the previous doses of vaccines. Chief Executive hopeful John Lee says he hopes incumbent Carrie Lam can complete her government restructuring plan before a new administration takes over in July. Mrs. Lam has proposed changes, including the setting up of a new cultural sports and tourism bureau and splitting the transport and housing bureau into two. Mr. Lee says he's confident the current administration can finish the work involved, adding that this would be helpful to the incoming government. 
Speaking after a visit to the science park, he also said he's studying how to include science, technology, and innovation to boost Hong Kong's competitiveness as he works nonstop to draft his manifesto. And police have charged a 52-year-old man with murder after he was arrested on Thursday for the suspected killing of a woman. The 38-year-old woman had suffered multiple injuries and was declared dead at the scene of a property in Moitzi Lam Road. And uh, taking a look at the weather forecast, mainly cloudy today, but dry this afternoon with fresh easterly winds, strong offshore and on high ground. The outlook, mainly cloudy again tomorrow and still windy at first. Expecting sunny periods in the following couple of days. Please be advised that the yellow fire danger warning and the strong monsoon signals are both in force. And right now at the Royal at the Observatory, it's 22 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 69%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The city of Xi'an has said it will temporarily impose a partial lockdown to reduce the movement of its 13 million residents after reporting dozens of COVID-19 infections this month. Aaron Tam reports. The announcement comes after President Xi Jinping said there should be no let-up in virus control and prevention efforts, while China would strive to minimize the impact of its dynamic COVID clearance policy on the economy and society. The northwestern city, which locked down its residents in December to fight a Delta variant outbreak, has found 43 locally transmitted infections in its current Omicron flare-up. It's responded with curbs on residents' movement from today till Tuesday, though stopped short of imposing a full lockdown. A local government statement said people should largely keep their movements within residential compounds, while companies should operate normally but are encouraged to have employees working remotely or even living at their workplace. Ukrainian police say the bodies of 900 civilians have so far been recovered in towns northwest of Kiev that were recently liberated from Russian occupation. 350 bodies were found in Bucha alone. The regional chief of police is Andrei Nebetov. Today, we will cross the threshold of 900 dead civilians. I emphasize civilians, whose bodies we have found and handed over for forensic examination, for a detailed examination. All these people died at the hands of the Russian army. Forensic investigators are working to gather evidence of possible war crimes. The U.S. State Department says it's deeply concerned by the level of violence in Jerusalem following clashes yesterday between Palestinian demonstrators and Israeli police. More than 150 Palestinians and three Israeli police were injured in the confrontation at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, known to the Jews as Temple Mount. Egypt and Jordan, which is the custodian of the holy site, condemned the Israeli police's raid on the compound. The clashes came after a Jewish festival of Passover and Christmas Easter overlap with the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Researchers in Australia say indigenous people experienced racism and unfair treatment during the black summer bushfires of 2019 and 2020. The study found that the First Nation communities suffered more than other groups because of failures by the authorities. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports from Sydney. Australia's black summer was its most intense bushfire season on record. New researchers found that large numbers of indigenous people suffered extreme trauma from both the fires and the emergency response. They were turned away from evacuation centres and ignored in disaster recovery plans. 
The Australian National University study blames deep-seated racism and the lingering consequences of European colonization. Researchers have confirmed the first sighting of a wildflower species in Ecuador in 40 years. The BBC's Chantal Hartle has the story. Scientists named the bright orange flower Gastoranthus extinctus in 2000. It was assumed the species didn't survive mass deforestation in Ecuador in the 1980s. A team from the Field Museum in Chicago had been searching for the plant for months to prove its existence. They finally confirmed a sighting in a forest at the foot of the Andes Mountains. And to sport, and with a look ahead at this weekend's football action in England, here's the BBC's John Bennett. To Liverpool's dreams of winning a quadruple of trophies and Manchester City's chances of claiming a treble are in the balance this weekend. After their thrilling 2-2 draw in the Premier League last Sunday, the two sides meet again in the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley. City have to recover from a bruising Champions League quarter-final against Atletico Madrid when the likes of Carl Walker and Phil Foden picked up knocks. Liverpool were also in midweek European action, but they were able to leave some of their key players, such as Van Dijk, Salah and Mane, out of their starting eleven to keep them fresher for this game. In the other FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea have to bounce back from their Champions League exit. They made a valiant attempt to make an incredible comeback at Real Madrid, but just came up short. Now they take on Crystal Palace, who are having an impressive season under their manager, Patrick Vieira. Meanwhile, in the Premier League, Tottenham can take another step towards claiming fourth spot in the table when they face Brighton at home. Their rivals, Arsenal, are looking to end a run of two defeats on the bounce when they travel to inconsistent Southampton. And it's another crucial weekend in the race to avoid relegation. In one of the big games, second from bottom, Watford may feel that their home game against Brentford is a must-win after a disappointing defeat to Leeds last weekend. And thank you for tuning in to our main news bulletin at one o'clock. This is the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. And we're at it. Yes, it's about metal. You now, said this... you would love me and love yourself. So why do you smoke? Listen to me. I'm White Mike. Smoking harms. Conventional cigarettes, water pipe tobacco, heated tobacco, e-cigarettes and herbal cigarettes are all hazardous. Let's quit smoking and take up healthy habits. Stand firm. You can quit. Call 1833183 to quit smoking now. Love yourself and others. Don't smoke at all. Given the volatility of the pandemic, please get the third COVID-19 vaccination dose soon. The antibody level will drop over time after receiving a vaccine. Getting the third jab gives extra protection to guard against the virus. Most importantly, it reduces the risks of severe disease and death. The mutant strains are highly contagious. Get the first and second doses soon if you haven't done so and receive the third one on time to protect yourself and those around you. Enhance protection. Get all three doses. Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3. Now it's my turn. Metal. I think metal gets this misperception that it's just all this... And yes, it can be. It can be all that thrash metal uh, uh, type of stuff. But metal is actually, it's a group of rock music that also has some subgenres under it, but it's known for its intense, virtuosic. It's very, very powerful, and it's driven by aggressive, distorted sound. And it's usually, like, its differentiation 
from regular rock is that the sound and distortion is much higher and deeper. And there's great vocal harmonies if you find the right stuff and just some cool all-around stuff. So we're going to kind of delve into the different styles of metal. And it doesn't get better than the man, the legendary legend of all legends. Here's Dio, the last in line, right here on Radio 3 with me, Classic Michael Lance. (laughs) 